One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Welcome to episode 111 of the Struggle Play Podcast. Yes, this is the ghetto. Showing up now. I'm your one and only host, Doug. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at NorthsideDoug. You can follow this podcast on Twitter and Instagram as well. Instagram at the Struggle Play Podcast. Twitter, Struggle underscore Play. Man ain't said one word. He only said like five words. And he's still giving us some. gonna tap into an energy that I haven't tapped into that much as of late but you'll see what I'm talking about most people think violence um, without realizing that the real content of any kind of revolutionary thrust lies in the in, in the principles and the goals that you're striving for not in the way you reach them on the other hand uh, because of the way this society is organized because of the violence that exists on the surface everywhere you have to expect that there are going to be such explosions. You have to expect things like that as reactions. Airing information citywide, the third precinct has been compromised. Third precinct is up in flames. I know it's heavy, but I just wanted to put that in the back of your mind when we get to the breakdown for this episode. Because the song that's going to be broken down, man, <laughs> just had to remind folks outside of February. And I rarely play soul music. So, yeah, we're going soulful today, guys. We're going soulful. I've been on an R&B streak as of late. All right, but now it's time for me to, to to separate myself from the pack and start doing some legends in that house. You see who's on the cover. 
And there's one person that I had to bring back. And God damn it, she chose this song to break down. And I was just like, let's fucking do it. Let's do it. But without, but, 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 rules are rules. So to my guest, who everybody's already heard of and already knows, but I don't care. You have to rap. Give me, give me a verse off the top of your head right now. What would that be? It irked my nerve when I heard a sucker rapper that I know I'll serve run around town saying he is the best. Is that a test? I'm not impressed. Get real. You know the but a toy. Don't you know that I serve that boy just like a waiter? Hit him with a plate of these fresh rinds and make sure that he pay to pay to pay the bill and leave him standing still. And when he's had enough, hit him with a refill. And for dessert, there won't be no ice cream. I'm just going to shatter and splatter his pipe dream. Make him feel a rap. Beat him down and laugh. And when I finish, then I'm going to ask him who is the best. And if he don't say Modi, I take him whipping him, call himself Toe whip him good. Then I make him sweat. Always talking about battles, but he never had a battle yet. But if he ever did, how could he beat me? He's so petrified, he's scared to even meet me. My word's the law. That's why you don't beat. You're nothing but a punk, track star, and a thief. So I'm putting you on punishment, just like a child. Never touch another mic. How you like me now? My nerve when I heard a sucker rapper that I know I'll serve run around town saying he is the best. Is that a test? I'm not impressed. Get real. You're nothing but a toy. Don't you know that I serve that boy just like a waiter? Hit him with a plate of these fresh rhymes and make sure that he pay to pay to pay the bill and leave him standing still. And when he's had enough, hit him with a refill. And for dessert, it won't be no ice cream. I'm just gonna shatter and spot work. Oh man. Oh man, so without further ado, welcome back to the show, Drea, oh my lord, did you just, did you just hit me with some cool mo D? I did, I did. <laughs> oh my lord, oh my lord, alright, grown folks only people, grown folks only, grown folks only, yo, thanks for having me back, yo, glad to be back. You know I had to have you back. You know I had I had to have you back. Of course, man. You are um the only guest who has thoroughly surprised me with their music choices. So Really? Yeah, yeah. Like no no shade to you know to my good friends, because I made some good friends bringing on this show. But with the songs that you with the song that you chose to break down for this episode and the prior episode and the songs that were on your rotation, I was just like, I like it. I like good taste in music. Yo, yo, I do. And I, like your podcast, it's uniquely different. So please introduce yourself again to the good people. Okay, this is Drea. The one and only hostess of Drea's Point of View. Every Sunday and Wednesday, you'll get 10 minutes of whatever I choose to talk about. And I'm glad to be back. I, I just am. I'm glad to have you back. It's an honor, actually. It really is. It's really an honor to be asked the first time, let alone the second. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm you hoping know. I can top the first time around. I don't know, but... Oh, no, nah. oh, no, 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 no. I think this one is going to be better. I might have just jinxed it, but we'll, 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 we'll definitely see. Y'all, I've been, me and Drea, 
we've been collabing like the only there's only you're the third person who i frequently uh collab with you know for my show all right because you were because you were over here so I'm a regular. I'm gonna be like Norm from Cheers. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta, you're, you're gonna have like a a regular guest spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you definitely gotta got an open invitation now. Not a lot of people have open invitations, so you know. Well, what I'm I rarely saying. get an invitation, so I appreciate. It. <laughs> <laughs> same here. Same here. Same here, man. Like now, like now, it's finally starting to happen. But it started with you first. It started. It started with you. All right, because I was on your show um, about a month ago. Or so, I want to say, definitely mm, that long. Yeah, it's crazy because I was on your show for about a month or two, where I was divulging some information that I don't normally divulge. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, you did. Yeah, I don't. I don't, you know what I'm saying? But that just goes to show the good camaraderie and the chemistry that we have. I feel like I know you. We're (laughs) friends. I could come to Denver. We could hang out. Oh, yeah. We've known each other for years. Oh, yeah. No no doubt. Please, please. We could always use an extra black person in the vicinity. (laughs) (laughs) We could could always use the extra black person in the vicinity. All right. So... We're gonna get some little icebreakers going on, all right? To get you, to get you, to get you up. You know what I'm saying? Look, look, you're not the first one, you know, to come down with the spirits to come on the show with the spirits a little low, and then all of a sudden we pick it up and we're like, "Yo, Doug, thanks, man. This is what I really needed for my week." <laughs> we'll you see. Know. We'll see about that today. Okay. So let me ask you this then, all right? Because you have pretty good taste in music, if I must say so myself, you know? And that can really be an attractive thing, you know, to the opposite sex, right? Mm, But It can, I agree. But the question that I have for you is, what is the best pickup line a man has ever given you? This actually happened the other day. Oh! Surprisingly, I don't have to think about this one. Dre's outside, y'all. She outside. Mm. We were walking out of Target. And he said, well, I saw him looking at me earlier in the store, but I wasn't really paying attention. I'm doing my own thing. And he got off the phone with his friend. And he was like, excuse me, you are amazingly beautiful. And if you're, now I have my mask on, mind you. I said, now, if you're, he said, if you're married, then I won't, uh, I won't flirt with you. And I don't know, I kind of like that. I, I never heard it put like that before. And I said, well, I'm not married, I'm taken. And he said, I respect relationships, uh, you know, uh, that I won't flirt with you, but take care. I don't know, I kind of liked it. Smooth brother, man. Smooth brother, smooth brother. I liked it. I liked it. Smooth brothers. See, see that right there, fellas. Tell my younger fellas. You know what I'm saying? The guys around my age who's just trying to, you know, figure this whole thing out. <laughs> Less is always more, right? But confidence is just as important, and can't be acting too thirsty. See, homie. See, homie was gonna wasn't gonna be phased, you know, with whatever Drea's answer was gonna be. 
You know what I'm saying? You just got to go for it. Respect. Yeah. It was, it was, I, I, I do. I, I really, I don't know. I, I dislike that. He wasn't, like you said, he wasn't thirsty. He wasn't disrespectful. Very nice. Very nice approach. I like that. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about, man. Clearly he was grown. You oh, know, yeah. clearly. Most definitely. Clearly. Clearly. He was no boy. <laughs> clearly clearly he was grown so so let so let me ask you this then because we are a music pod this is a music podcast give me a song like a go-to song when you're in the mood you know romantically of course go to first thing that comes to your head tko Oh Lord! <laughs> Gotta go with Teddy. Oh Lord! <laughs> oh Lord! Yeah. See, man, it's something about that Teddy, right? <laughs> it is. Like I didn't know how smooth that man was till about last year. Mm 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 mm. Yeah, I've, I've always had I've always had a thing for for Teddy. Yeah, like yeah. back when I was stuck in the quarantine trenches and I'm just looking up, you know, old samples and stuff for some of my favorite, um, what do you call it? Songs, rap songs. And Teddy is heavily sampled. Mm, that was a good, that was a good time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's Teddy. You can't, I don't think you can go wrong with Teddy. No, 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 you can't, you can't, you can't. Now, I remember, now, one of the things, y'all, that me and Drea have in common is, is that we have both had radio shows, you know. Um, yes, we did. My start into this whole talking in front of a mic you know, starts on the campus of Grammar State University in front of, at a smooth jazz and easy listening station, you know, where my boss would not allow us to play any kind of rap or new R&B. It was very disturbing. It was very disheartening for a 19-year-old <laughs> me. You know, I bet. <laughs> it was very disheartening. I did not want to hear, you know, uh, I'm talking like the 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 actual you know classics. So what would that be? Jermaine Jackson was on heavy rotation. You know the the Gap Band, the the Dap Kings, of course Gladys Knight. Really early Motown records, and I remember my very first song that i played but do you remember your very the very first song you ever played on air oh my goodness no absolutely not what about your most like your favorite song that you would always play oh a closing song it was jay spencer man with the horn He's, he's, he was a young guy. He's no longer here, but uh, jazz. 
but like a kind of like a sexy jazz. Like you look at him and you wouldn't expect he's the type of person you look at him and you wouldn't expect him to be in that genre. Okay. All right. And it was like a seven or eight minute song. So yeah. Yo, the the song, there was one song that I would always close out with, and it was during our Way Back Wednesday um, day, you know, where we just played nothing but old school, like we weren't playing old school already, because it was an old ass station, but, but the song that I always ended with was Gladys Knight's End of the Road Medley. Yeah. No, I had to look that up. I don't. I don't think I'm familiar with that. It was like Gladys. She went on. It's. It was a. It was a live rendition of it. Um, and she basically did. She was like doing all of her stuff, but she was going on a rant. When are they gonna find that magic? When is when is the music gonna get back to simple? And basic. Cause I, 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 I wanna go back. I wanna like in the 90s, uh, talking about how young folks don't get it, because you know the generation gap. That's the tale as old as time, all right? I, I, want, I want to go back to a time when there were blue lights in the basement. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I, I, I want to go back to a time when, when, when slow dancing was still in style. And when you got out on the dance floor, you, you, you touched your partner. You didn't have to look for him. From Ray Charles versus the gospel community, you know what I'm saying, to 90s R&B versus this, you know, the Motown sound. She was like, but I met these, she was going on this rant about how they don't get it and how they don't write songs. And then she's like, but this one group, Finally got it. And then she just started singing uh, End of the Road, and it was perfect. We belong together. And you know that I'm right. Why do you play with my heart? Why do it was perfect yeah 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 nah like gladys knight and the pips because of that song right there that i've discovered at that radio station is is when i really started to dig into old school music
I was also discovering great music and perfect album. So let me ask you this, Dre. Name one perfect album that comes to the top of your mind. Thriller, Michael Jackson. And what makes a perfect album? One that I can play. Like, I, I didn't skip a song when I played that. I could listen to it today and it still hits the same. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the arrangement and his voice and the writers and all that, because that's all subjective. But it's just one that I could just listen to and not really get tired of. To me, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what I don't know what I consider an imperfect one, but that one was just it for me. I listened to that the most coming up. And yeah, that's just gold. It's just gold to me. I get good vibes whenever I hear anything thriller. So yeah. You know, I'll give you a curveball in terms of an album that I think is perfect, you know, outside of the typical ones. This is for like the real, real music lovers. If you love music. Can't wait to hear this. Sade's Lovers Rock. Now, why do you say that? I say it because I've got that. She when I the more and more I listen to that album it's she took a bold new step because that album was so completely different from her original sound in terms of like she was it wasn't as jazzy but it was still but it still had her in it but it like by your side is like one of her greatest songs of all time yeah you know and it was rooted in black culture as well and it was like genre bending because that's what makes a perfect album for me is when you're perfectly able to bend you know genres and make it into your own and make it not seem like you're just copying or biting you know someone like it was spiritual it had like a pop sound to it but they were still it definitely makes you feel a way too uh in, in my opinion you know sometimes you just listen to stuff and it's like mm, meh. yeah yeah just something that makes you like i said i mean with me <laughs> thriller definitely just made me <laughs> you know it just made me feel a way and it evokes emotion. emotion yeah so yeah yeah, and, and that album, like, I think you need, like, three key ingredients to make a perfect album, and one that includes at least two hit records, and then you have to have great production in terms of musicality, where you're, where you're mixing all genres, and spirituality. But what album best represents black culture for you? The one that I plan to break down what's going on, Marvin Gaye. Well, then let's just break down the damn song then. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. So, y'all know how it goes. The guests picked the song and Drea picked an amazing song to break down from the one, the only Marvin Gaye. And that song is called Inner City Blues. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
Alright, alright, let's just get to it, man. Cause you got me excited. You got me hyped when you <laughs> when you picked the song. Why did you pick this song? It's so relevant today. It it speaks to everything that's going on. Everything is so political right now, since last year especially. Everything is so divisive and it just put me in that mindset of Marvin. Mm-hmm. The lyrics are what's going on today. I mean, it's what it's what is the album? Fifty years old, almost fifty. Years yes, old. it just turned fifty. It's still <laughs> still relevant today. So you, yeah, yes. I, I, I couldn't really think of anyone else better to talk about these times, especially than Marvin. And you know what? That's another thing that you have to remember when you're talking about perfect albums. It's how it's timeless, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because the entire What's Going On album is literally still a representation of black culture to this day, just like you said. And what he's talking about in this song, taxes, you know, poverty, you know what I'm saying? Uh, violence. Policing. Yes, police brutality. You know, all of that stuff is in this song. And when I was doing my research on Marvin, right? Mr. Marvin Gaye. Mr. I, Marvin Pence Gay Jr. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead now. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead now. Correct me, please. Go ahead. Say his first middle. No. No, go ahead. First, middle, and last name. Did you did you have a uh, a crush on Marvin Gaye? A little bit. Okay. A little bit because I, I grew up with him in the house. Okay. So the voice was just, you know it was just you know just imagine as a kid hearing this voice. So I didn't really you know have a crush on this grown ass man till I started <laughs> seeing the videos. And I'm like, this man is like my dad, just real smooth with it. So, yeah, I guess you could say that. Okay. Because whenever I talk to my mom about Marvin Gaye, she's like, Marvin was sexy. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's my mom said. Yep, my mom said the same thing. Marvin was sexy. I was like, would you, would you calm down, please? Please and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I'm doing my research on him. And obviously... He structured the Motown sound. You know what I'm saying? The face of Motown records. Back from his early young days with him and Tammy Terrell. You know, and I found out that he put this album that this song is on at a very important time in his life. Um, I did too. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I did read that. Yeah, so it was basically like this album came out in 71 and I want to say about a year or two before that Tammy had passed. Okay. Yeah. You know, and he went through an entire depression, you know, yeah, there was a special on that. Uh, a CNN did a special on Marvin about a month or two ago and it talked about that. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and I didn't know that because he was already hurt, you know. He was already going through it with just a simple fact that, you know, she had a brain tumor already and that she was dealing with this illness and it basically took her career away from her, you know, and cut her life short. And during that time when he's going through this depression, he's trying out for the Detroit Lions as well. You know, <laughs> like, so, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely did that. I I knew that interesting tidbit about Marvin. Interesting. You know, and later How on. How far did he get on that? Oh, not far. He didn't make the team. So, he, <laughs> he didn't make the team, you know. But it was just interesting. And then just the idea and the concept of this entire album came with him and his co-writer, uh, James Nix, where Marvin was just like, all right, we're here now. You know, I'm in a better space. I'm back at Motown. You know what I'm saying? Like the place that birthed me, you know, the place that has given me all these great hits. Let's do this album. And when it comes to inner city blues, they were literally Marvin Gaye and James Nix, two co-writers for this song. They were literally just joking about writing a song about taxes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they were just, but, and they had the idea of it all where they were just messing around and they couldn't come up with a title until James, you know, watched on TV, a uh, TV special that's called inner city Detroit. And he was like, bang, that's it. Let's call it inner city blues. And the compare the contrast that this song has with the title track of the album, What's Going On, is amazing. So what is your favorite moment from this song? Believe it or not, the prelude for the lyrics. When you listen to the instruments, you know, you got the bongos and he does his da 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 I like that part the best. Yeah, like it sets the mood, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. it, it and you sets... don't expect to hear the rest of it after that. No, you you it that beginning already puts you in a trance. And like I didn't even know, but it makes so much sense that Marvin played the piano on this song as well. You know. Okay, I think I heard that. Yep. Okay. Yep. Right. He's definitely playing the piano. And, of course, it makes sense. Son of a preacher. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and this song was so, it's so him. Because he's from D.C., grew up in the projects. All right? Like. That's inner city blues for him. That is D.C., Come on, man. Come on. Our nation's capital, which so happens to be still one of the most impoverished, you know, cities in the country. Come on. And like, I guess my favorite moment from this song would have to just be when we're at the chorus, right? But before we even get to the chorus, 
he starts saying rockets, moonshots, spin it on the have-nots, money we make it, before we see it, you take it. Now, here's a fun fact. I did not know that black people during at that time were shitting on the man going to the moon. I had no clue. I had no clue that they did not care about it. That's news to me, too. Yeah. So did you watch that uh, movie that was just on Hulu, Summer Soul is 69? Not yet. Okay. So I won't give it all away. It's a great movie. I highly suggest any and everybody to see it. But basically, but basically, like during that time, uh, and in that movie, black folks was like, "Why am I caring about a man going to the moon when we still stuck in the ghetto?" Like literally, a bunch of black folks was like, "Nah, I don't care about the man going to the moon," you know, and like. During that time, 69 going going into the 70s is when we started coming into this Afrocentric movement, you know, with the Afros, you know what I'm saying? And wearing the daishikis and the performers weren't just wearing, they weren't wearing, um, you know, church clothes to perform anymore. They started getting more free with their clothing and stuff like that. Like black folks were really shaping this Afrocentric identity and one of that has to deal with them being like, why would I care about a white man being sent to the moon when you're sending black folks to die in Vietnam? Right. I love that. And so that's what that entire first verse is talking about. It's just like him saying, who gives a damn about a white man going to the moon when my sister, brother, cousin, you don't auntie. You really care too much about that now, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, and if you think about it, that's a big deal, you know, that people were making, white people were making <laughs> during that time, beating Russia, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Spending all this money on NASA, you know, right. and, but yet you got local politicians saying that there isn't enough money. Hmm. It's very, very interesting indeed. And I love that because it's a sweet, soulful song. But it's very powerful. It is very direct to the point. Like, I, as a kid, I was always singing, oh, make you want to holler. Like, you know, right. I'm thinking we just singing. But no, he's mad. He's hurt. He's stressed. You know, like, that's my favorite lyric. And is when that chorus starts, when he just says, oh, make me want to holler. What's your favorite lyric from this song? The fourth verse. Crime is increasing. Trigger oh. happy policing. Panic is spreading. God knows where we're heading. You say that now. God 
All right, so let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. What's, 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 what's going through your mind, you know, when you when you think that? Let's just let's just get into it. Uh, it, repeat that question. What's going through my mind? What's going through your mind when you think of that verse? It's going on right now. I mean, it's it's like he just made that song yesterday. Everything, every line in that song is just like it's going on right now. It's it's very relatable, and it's unfortunately tragic and somewhat depressing that it's still going on right now. So, yeah, it's it's you talk about it every people talk about it all the time. What's going on, and God knows where we're heading. It's 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 just. Sad state. It was a sad state of affairs back then. It's still sad now. Yes, it is still going on. Like this entire song still represents today. Because even in the second verse, he's talking about inflation. Inflation. No chance to increase finance. Bills pile up. Sky high. Gas is up. Gas is up now. All right. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing is decreased. Nothing. I don't know anything. That's decreased. <laughs> nothing. Are, I mean, people are making more, but stuff costs more. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah, it's, it's sad. It's just really. <laughs> It's, it's just really sad. Hang ups, let down, bad breaks, setbacks, natural. Fact is, oh, honey, did I can't pay my taxes. Like, I think the favorite, the line that sticks to me in this song is literally in that fourth verse that you're saying, where he's saying, panic is spreading. You know, <laughs> I think of last summer that in terms of, yeah, <laughs> I think of last summer. I've never seen anything like that. Mm, me neither. I I never like I don't I work for recently it mm -hmm. just recently stopped uh, as far as me being able to see get wipes in the store and Lysol cans. <laughs> Yeah, it seems rather a little bonkers in there now today. There's lots of people, and more than normal, even on their busiest day. I saw people with like five, six packages of toilet paper. Or if, if you want to talk about fad, uh, seeing these white people at these Black Lives Matters protest. You know, I guess that was a fad too, right? I actually 
actually kind of appreciate because you know you don't know everybody's heart. Mm -hmm. So I'm not gonna put them all in a in, in a in a basket, but I appreciate them being out there because a, a lot of them I saw more of them than us. Yeah. So I mean I, I appreciate them being out there. My father's black. I would hear stories of them fighting for the same cause, and I used to thank them for doing so so that we didn't have to. And now I see that we have to do so times 10. For whatever it's worth, I just, you know, was, I was actually surprised to see that many out there. You know, this is just a televised ones. I, I, I didn't really, I honestly did not go to any, mainly because of the pandemic, and I don't really like crowds like that. But uh, yeah, so welcome to, I mean, if, if they want to wear their shirts, and whatever, because all of them are not bad. I know a lot of cool ones, so I'm not gonna put them all in that category. But if you know, some of them actually do feel how we feel. It's not it, right. Some stuff isn't right. I agree. At the general census of it all, right? The general idea of you know standing up for what's right, you yeah. know, and going it's, against. Yes, that's not fair to think that all of them want to hang us, you know. So, I'm I'm a, I'm a bit. A, a lot of us aren't really united. So a, a lot of us. At, I'm not going <laughs> to be looking at somebody else. You expect others, you know, mm -hmm. to be, but your own. This is my issue. I, I'm I'm more concerned about my own. To be honest, not not so much anybody else. Like I, said, I didn't grow up like that. I grew up with everybody together, and so I, I didn't really. But it wasn't until maybe a few years ago I'm kind of looking at us sideways. So I, I can't get on really. I can't get on the train of them. They they all are saying it. I can't I can't get on board with that. Mm. <laughs> I guess for me the whole thing, uh, for me uh, being involved in rallies and stuff like that, I can see the gen the genuine concern for the most part. But I guess the part that always disturbed me was the, uh, you know, sometimes it would always, even back in 2016, you know, you could, and me covering this kind of stuff at work, you could immediately tell if something was going to last in terms of, you know, these activist okay. groups, you know, you could, yeah. you could generally tell who's doing it for publicity and what oh, yeah i'm sure yeah you know and so that's where you know my distaste comes from a lot of it you know like uh <laughs> but i know i grew up kind of in a different breed you know being brought under the umbrellas of the you know chicago you know yeah chicago's very i mean ugh. Yeah. Ugh, that tension. It's, like it's, I said, I mean, I, I went to school with a lot of people from Chicago. And, yeah. And and just like they're overall, they all have that same yeah. vibe. I'm like, wow, what's going on there? Yeah. Every time that I've been there, I felt that it was very segregated. Yeah. And it just drains you, you know. And it's only because we're not really taught how to manage our emotions and feelings. So once I've learned how to do that, you know, I can listen to songs like Inner City Blues and not be stuck in the pain and the trife, you know, and the anger, you know, like if I am, I'll accept it. I'll take it in and then I'll just leave it to the side. Look at God deliverance. 
Okay. <laughs> Deliverance. So to end this breakdown, I need to know what are three. Th if you could describe this song in three words, what would it be? I'm going to say powerful, impactful. Uh, I'm going to say, um, well, I hate to say it, but I guess in a way painful. Mm -hmm. Because it's because it's still going on today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It Like, if you think about it, like I said in the beginning, this song is a stark contrast, you know, from what's going on. The album, What's Going On, starts off with, you know, the title track, Happy, Uplifted, you know, come on, brother, what's going on? Let's just talk to each other. You know, let's sit down, let's build and connect. And then we go, and then as soon as we get to this last song on the album, Inner City Blues, it's just like, well, here we are today. You know, here we lie. And I think the genius part about that and showing the difference between those two songs is when we go into the very end, you know, the what's going on with Prize, you know. So, like, the three words that I would describe this song would be black, spiritual, and pain, just like you said, because there's a lot of pain in this song, but. This song gives me hope just for the simple fact that good music, you know, is good music and that it will always be timeless. Well, you know what, too? Yeah, timeless is probably what I should have said, too. But he was in pain, though, most of his life. So yes. I expect him to his work to be in pain. Like, you know, most people's most artists I've noticed, they go through breakups and divorces and such. They're in pain. They do their best work pain <laughs> so that's how this podcast was built for me okay <laughs> look i was going through it yeah and because of that you know i was able to tap into something creative creatively and i think this is like peak marvin you know what i'm saying because after he get what's going on the album you get the trouble man come on now and then you get let's get it on you know so can I, I need to add something to that. I heard, mm -hmm. I wish I would have wrote it down, but I just recently heard there's, okay, there was, let's get it on. And there's another, like a second part to that song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I don't know yep. why I'm just now hearing about this, but oh, this is nice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll be breaking down that song, you know down the road you know who knows maybe dre's point of point of view will come on and do it with me who knows who knows man who knows lord willing lord willing ask it you keep asking and, and and i will be back hey man panic is spreading god knows where i'm headed you know that's all i gotta say but yeah and um that's the end of the breakdown unless you have any last things that you want to say about this song and I the did not this was a very in-depth breakdown uh i enjoyed every second of it especially the stuff that i learned from you oh man so, thank yeah. you yeah no thank you all right look i say it all the time folks i don't bring people on this show who i don't listen to andrea she talks about some real healthy shit out here man all right while y'all are listening to the city girls and the sweeties, all right, or 
or or or these untrained media personalities who are single as hell talking to giving relationship advice or just like or just life advice in general all right if you're tired of all that then you listen to dre's point of view please please do because i try not to talk about what everybody else is <laughs> talking about for one so that's reason within itself remember when it was a crime to sound like somebody else Remember when it was a crime to steal other topics and content? Mm. But you know what? Can I, can, I, can I add something to that? I can get piggyback real quick. Please. I've noticed that within the past two months, I'll say, my downloads have increased and I get some of my ideas from certain podcasts that I listen to. And of most course. of those are from those shows with my spin mm -hmm. on it, of course. I don't steal word for word, but I've noticed that. So just borrowing from somebody else has got me more downloads as well. That's interesting. <laughs> you're learning the game. No, you're learning what, you know, what gets people going, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I'll say that. I, I just know me personally. I, I just made it a goal not to sound like anybody else when I started this show. Yeah, and I appreciate yeah. that. And, and and I appreciate you as well for sounding different. So let's get into the rotation. And give me three songs that have been in constant rotation for you. Okay. Don't laugh. Okay. Okay. Two of them, you might be shocked. Two of them, I know you'll be shocked about. Okay, well, okay, since I had Cool OD, I, I can't have him without LL. Oh, so, Lord. Oh, LL. Lord. It's just <laughs> like a, come on. All right, all right. Okay. I had to do it. So, LL Cool J's, I'm bad. should ever have any kind of regrets in life you you stick to that all right 
I have very few regrets, and that's not one of them. Y'all, y'all, y'all see how she said abs? How she just threw that in the abs? You know, she's like in the abs. You know, the music, the Cool J cookies. Uh huh. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for abs. I'm Song number two, Knock Me Off My Feet. What you got? Okay, this one probably will knock you off your feet. I, I heard this. I read about this first off, you know, Twitter. You always get one day you wake up and everybody's hashtagging, hey, anybody heard? Everybody heard? Anybody heard? And one day, people were talking about Tom Hanks' son. Oh, Lord. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait. What? I mean, I knew he had a son, but I didn't I didn't know he, he rapped or anything. Oh, and Lord. So I'm like, wait, let's, what, what's everybody talking about? What's, what's, what's? So I listened to it, I downloaded it, and I'm like, you know what? kind of catchy i like it i saw the video i don't know how proud tom hanks is of that video but i'm two-stepping with that song damn chet hanks west coast with it absolutely yeah. chet hanks yeah headed to the bank look uh-huh i'll be on my two-step yeah west coast with it yeah Bitch, you know we do the most with it. Yeah, riding clean as if it coasting it. Hit it once, then I'm ghosting it. She done brought the white boy summer to the struggle plate podcast, y'all. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Talk, talk about a hard left turn from Marvin the chat. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. I like it. Bitch, so thick, hard, supposed to fit. Might as well bring a friend if I'ma close the shit. Talk a bitch off a pole out her clothes and shit. Bitch, I'm here from one night, let's make the most of it. Hey, yeah, let's make the most of it. I be on my two step, yeah. West Coast with it, yeah, yeah. Bitch, you know we do the most with it. No judgment over here. I just know you brought a white boy no summer judgment. to this show. That's all right, though. That's all right. All right, all right, all right. All right, what you got? Song number three. Okay, this one is is one of yours. Her, hold on. Mm, 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 mm. You know, I'm waiting. To, I'm wait, I'm waiting for the perfect time to break down this song. Good choice. And if I hold on to you, I'm only Okay, all right, all right, she's back, y'all. She's back, she's back. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> hey, no, I, I was just, you know, speaking of the listeners, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're back, y'all. Please, please, please stay with us. I promise you, she's, she's really, really cool. cool. You know, she's. I'm done, she's, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with you. <laughs> I will not be coming back giving any of my song choices. Ah, oh, no, please, knock, knock the world off the feet, you know please. What? You know what, to be honest with you, uh, I had another one I was going to throw in that was like, 
really, you would <laughs> really kind of, well, I wouldn't say far-fetched because I like what I like. You like what mm-hmm. you like. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it was an old school genre, but it was definitely like, wow, you, you like that? Yeah. I mean, I, I had my choices back then con- compared to now. Now they're, believe it or not, more tame than they were back then. So, yeah, I'm glad I didn't get that song choice. So Okay. All right. Maybe. Yeah, man, that's that's all good with me, you know. So I wanted to end the show by playing a song of mine uh, that when when this comes out, you'll hear it. Um, because listening to Marvin, it made me start thinking about people who gives me that feeling, you know, today, today. And um, obviously... There is no Donny Hathaway without Marvin Gaye. You You know know what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not going to play some Donny. You know, I'm not going to hit you with Donny because I said I was going to put you on to some new or artist. So, but I wanted to let you know some names that I think that you would like. And one of them goes by the name of BJ the Chicago Kid. Right. I've heard of him. He's really. I've heard of him. I can't. He's 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 about as close as you can get to this feeling in terms of current artists, you know, in in this age. No, you're not. You're not biased, though, are you? What? That's from Chicago. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know I am. Come on now. I I admit my bias. All right, I don't care. Okay, bias bias is what got us forty four straight white presidents. Sorry, but. All right, all right. I'm just playing, guys. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But one artist that I think you should listen to goes by the name of Snow Allegra. Um, she is like Irene. A L L E. That's Snow. It's spelled S N O H A A L E G R A. And this is off of her brand new album called uh, temporary high in the violet skies and this song is called violet skies i think you'll like it show y'all as you can see it was another great one drea thank you for joining me again please tell the people where they can find you i request that everyone follow me at drea's point of view on ig and facebook if you're about that twitter life you can find me at drea point and if you want to support my show if you're already a avid listener you can go to www.dreaspointofview.com. I have merch, tons of merch. 
and I have a Patreon page as well. That's waiting mm. for someone, someone to donate because a sister needs a little assistance. So donations. <laughs> you can, yeah, I, I take donations. So you can find me at any of those places. Thank you again for being a part of this show. I'm out. Have a great start to your week. Peace and love. My name is Doug. If I could go back in time